Homage to the Worthy One, the Blessed One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Welcome to all the monks, novices and all the laity. Today we will learn about the biography of Venerable Sariputta, the right-hand chief disciple of the Lord Buddha. He was foremost out of all the monks in wisdom. As for the left-hand chief disciple Venerable Mahamogalana, he was foremost in psychic abilities. The Venerable Elder Sariputta received the praise from the Buddha as being the Dhamma Senapadi. He was the general of the Dhamma in expounding the teachings of the Buddha excellently. And he also praised Venerable Sariputta in many other aspects as well. For example, when the monks paid their respects to the Lord Buddha before going off to practice in solitude, they would pay their respects to the Buddha and the Buddha would ask them, Have you bid your farewell and respects to Venerable Sariputta and Venerable Mahamogalana yet? This was because these two venerable monks had great favor for the monks going off wandering. The Lord Buddha compared Venerable Sariputta like the mother who gave birth to a child because Venerable Sariputta would guide the monks to be established in the fruits of Sotapanna, the initial fruit of awakening. And Venerable Mahamogalana was like the mother who raised a newborn baby, because he would advise on the higher noble attainments to the monks, such as Sakadagami, Anagami and the fruits of Arahantship. Venerable Sariputta the right-hand chief disciple, he had great expertise in teaching the Dhamma so that the listener would easily understand. In addition, he was also one full of the quality of katanyuta katawedita, gratitude, or knowing what others have done for us and what we must do in return. Before Venerable Sariputta had ordained, there was the occasion when he would first listen to the Dhamma from the Venerable Elder Asaji. Sariputta had a lot of wisdom then, as he could see that the Venerable Elder Asaji had graceful composure and radiant complexion, and knew that this was certainly an ascetic who had attained to some noble virtues. So he went to follow to listen to the Dhamma, and he was wise to wait until the Venerable Elder Asaji had finished his meal, and then he went to go pay respects and asked to listen to the Dhamma and Venerable Elder Asaji preached the Dhamma. Whatever phenomena arise from cause, the Buddha has told the cause of those phenomena as well as their cessation. Such is the teaching of the Buddha. Venerable Sariputta had long been seeking the Dhamma that would lead to freedom from suffering, and when he listened to the teaching that all phenomena that arise from cause has ceasing, he understood that all phenomena have arising and ceasing as normal. He understood deeply into this, and the stain-free eye of Dhamma arose. He became awakened. He was awakened to the normal nature of arising, persisting, and ceasing. At this time, the Venerable Elder Asaji was going to continue to teach the Dhamma, but Sariputta said to stop first, and asked where the Lord Buddha was residing. Venerable Asaji answered, In Veluwana Monastery. Venerable Sariputta took the Dhamma that he had understood and knew from Venerable Asaji to go tell Mahamogalana, 
and Mahamogalana also attained to becoming a Sotapanna. And then they both went to try to ask their old teacher, the ascetic Sanjaya, to go to pay respects to the Buddha together. But Sanjaya answered that, I won't go. In this world, are there more ignorant people or intelligent people? Venerable Sariputta replied, There are more ignorant people. Their old teacher Sanjaya said that he will stay with the ignorant people because there were more of them and the intelligent people could go with the Buddha. The Venerable Elder Sariputta was not only foremost in wisdom, but he was foremost in gratitude. When he knew in which direction the Venerable Elder Asaji resided, he would bow first to Venerable Asaji and he would point his head in that direction and then rest. Until it was rumoured that Venerable Sariputta respected Venerable Asaji more than the Buddha. When the Buddha was asked about this, the Buddha said, that this was the respect for his teacher, Venerable Asaji, who was the one who gave him birth in the Dhamma. Here the Buddha praised Venerable Sariputta as being foremost in gratitude. Even when one old Brahmin named Radha gave just one spoon of rice on arms to Venerable Sariputta, Venerable Sariputta would later accept this Brahmin, ordained him, looked after and taught him, and ultimately, Venerable Radha attained to becoming an Arahant. And on top of that, he was praised as being foremost in being easy to teach and instruct. And Venerable Sariputta also recollected the virtue of his mother and went to go teach his mother before he passed away into Parinibbana. And we also can see the refined nature of Venerable Sariputta's wisdom. At one time, the Buddha had taught the Dhamma very beautifully. After the sermon was finished, the Buddha asked Venerable Sariputta, Sariputta, do you believe this Dhamma that I have taught? Venerable Sariputta replied respectfully, I don't yet believe. The Lord Buddha said, Wise people shouldn't believe easily. Investigate and take it to practice before you believe. Don't believe easily. See the results first, and then you can believe. Here you can see one having all-encompassing and deep wisdom. Even though it was the Lord Buddha who was giving the Dhamma teaching, until Venerable Sariputta had investigated and contemplated it, he would not yet believe. He had to contemplate it first. Even though he was an Arahant, whose mind was purified, but he had mindfulness and wisdom to contemplate everything that he perceived. Because in the Buddha's time, all the other teachers who taught would say that their teaching and way of practice was good and that they would criticize the others. For example, there was one town called Kesaputta in the Kosala kingdom, and the people of that town were called Kalama and we have likely heard the Buddha teaching the Kalama Sutta. When the Kalama people knew that the Buddha had come to their town, the Kalama people came to ask for advice from the Lord Buddha. And they asked the Buddha, There is one Brahman who came to visit this area, and he confirmed that only his view was correct, and he criticized others' views as incorrect. So is this true or not? The Buddha said, Kalamas, 
your doubts about this are correct. So the Buddha gave a teaching to the Kalama people with the idea that do not just believe because of traditions, don't believe because of scriptures, do not believe because of one's speculation, do not believe because of one's logic and reasoning, or even if one's thoughts and theirs are compatible, don't believe. Or more than that, don't believe just because that person inspires confidence. And the highest, even if that person who speaks is our teacher, if we haven't yet contemplated it for ourselves, then don't just believe. One should reflect on whether that thing is harmful. If it is harmful, then one should give it up. If it is of benefit, then one should follow practicing it. This is the origin of the Kalama Sutta, which the Lord Buddha taught the Kalama people. So we can see that contemplation of faith based on the principles in the Kalama Sutta will give us great wisdom. Therefore, we should listen to the teachings of various teachers and traditions, then compare them and contemplate them. Is what they said correct? Is it of benefit? Is it of harm? This requires mindfulness and wisdom. So we have to build and instruct our wisdom following the chief disciple, the Venerable Elder Sariputta, who was the foremost in wisdom. Each person differs in their level of mindfulness and wisdom. Whether rough or refined, it differs according to people's spiritual development. One who has trained and developed a lot will have refined mindfulness and wisdom and their minds will be refined. And one who has little training and spiritual development will have a mind that is rough. And when they do various work, it won't be refined. But those who have trained and developed spiritually will do more refined work in every aspect. I have heard it said that the thorns don't become sharp only when the tree is big. When the tree is small, the thorns that are small are already sharp. That is, a person is born with the mindfulness and wisdom that they have previously built. Even if they are a child, they will be intelligent. When they grow older, their intelligence increases. They have better mindfulness and wisdom than others. This is up to their spiritual development. May you all build your barami and spiritual qualities through mindfulness and wisdom. May you contemplate the things that you perceive with clarity. This is what we call having wisdom arise. It is an important aspect in our learning of Dhamma. May you all prosper in the Dhamma. May you grow in blessings.